Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We wrap up the week here on Listen Up. These are the uh, dog days in sports broadcasting. I've always thought once you get to the middle of July, until you get the ball rolling with football season, uh, and I always thought this when I was doing my radio show in Sacramento, these six weeks doing radio content were the worst. Uh, they're just what there's really not a lot going on. Obviously, if you're into tennis, you got Wimbledon. You know, if you're into uh, golf, you got the Open Championship coming up. But that's about it, right? NBA free agency, for all intents and purposes, is done. There are a couple of free agents still available. You know, baseball, eh. I mean, the All-Star game just showed again that the, the country is so down on baseball. Yeah, if you're a Giants fan, it's going to be fun. But for the most part, most of us are waiting for football season. That's just the reality once you hit the middle of July. But we're good. We can talk about anything you want. You hit your hand, hand icon and we will do it. I did my uh, podcast today on the disgraceful entity uh, that is ESPN. What they did to Will Kane, now a Fox News at the ESPYs, is hard to believe. And it's also hard to believe that there hasn't been amazing backlash at a company that did what they did to ESPN. It's beyond ridiculous. It really is. And, you know, I talked about Doug Adler, who was fired by ESPN. Phil Mushnick wrote another uh, tremendous column in the New York Post. And it's just, um, I, you know, I don't know what else to say. I really don't. I don't know what else to say. Just that ESPN is an absolute disgrace. They really are. They're an absolute disgrace. It's um, it's just awful. You know, and if it weren't for live sports, I would never watch ESPN. I watch ESPN for live sports programming. That's it. Because I don't have a choice. You know, it's either that or I can't watch the game. Terrible. Terrible what they did to Will Kane. And it, what's even maybe worse are very few outlets I've talked about it. Outkick obviously has talked about it. Fox News covered it as they should to protect their employee who was just absolutely raked over the coals. My podcast is out. You can check it out. You go to my website, grantnapier.com. 
or if you don't like that.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Anyway, I hope you had a chance uh, to check it out. I actually got a very nice uh, text message earlier today from Will Kane, who did listen to my podcast and was very appreciative. So I thank him for taking the time out to listen to the episode. All right, again, your turn. You can hit the hand icon. We can talk about whatever you want as uh, we roll on and get you into the weekend. Uh, next week, I'll be doing a couple of shows here. I'll be doing a couple of shows on YouTube. If you don't like that, we're going to get into the football season, hard knocks, the New York Jets. And the Jets are a very interesting team, obviously because of the acquisition of Aaron Rodgers. But think about this. Most people feel Buffalo is the team to beat in that division. If, and again, it's a big if, if Tua can stay on the field, you know, the Miami Dolphins, particularly on offense, are an explosive franchise. I mean, they have weapons all over the field. Are the Jets better than Miami? I don't think so. To me, the Jets are the third best team in that division. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Rodgers will have a profound impact on that team. But, man, I I just don't think I – don't, I don't see them being better than Buffalo or Miami. That first game of the year is going to be very interesting. I think it's the Monday night game, Buffalo at the Jets. Oh, it's going to be a hell of a game. So, anyway, we got that to talk about. You know, you can talk about any other teams in the NFL. I know a lot of people are high on the Lions based on how they finished last season. I think they might be a tad bit overrated, but at least they're in the conversation. I think Philadelphia is going to be very good. NFC West, need to wait and see how the quarterback situation is going to pan out. Brock Purdy, if he's healthy, would be the starter. If he's not, who does start? Is it Darnold? Is it Lance? We keep on hearing rumors about Lance and trade rumors. So, we'll, you know, we'll see. AFC is just so hard to figure. Cincinnati's going to be good. Kansas City's Kansas City. I think the Chargers will be good. I'm not high at all on Denver. I'm really not. You know, you look at the AFC North, Cincinnati, Baltimore. I know people are talking about Cleveland. I'm not one of them. I think Jacksonville grew up a lot last year. I think they'll be good. It's going to be fun because it's football. You know, it's going to be football. And I, I don't know if you've watched the series produced by uh, Pete Manning, I guess, and his company called Quarterback. It's outstanding. I've watched a couple of episodes with Marcus Mariota, Patrick Mahomes, and Kirk Cousins as they had basically cameras following them around the whole year. Very, very uh, awesome. You know, and again, it's great that you get these quarterbacks that allow this type of coverage. I mean, they're in their homes. They're behind the scenes at games. They show the personal life of the quarterbacks. I think it's great. Good job by those three to allow Netflix and the cameras to be following them around all of last season. It's a great job. Really good job, especially by Patrick Mahomes, who, you know, again, 
is the marquee player in the National Football League, best quarterback in the NFL, and has more media attention on him than the other two, and still allowed that. That's a good job. Really good job by uh, Mahomes. But really, the, the Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, all great. Phenomenal. Really, a lot of respect for those individuals for allowing that kind of access. That's why when I hear about, you know, Robert Sala and Aaron Rodgers bitching about hard knocks being there, stop it already, would you please? You know, market your damn sport. All right? You know, you watch Netflix, you see Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, who allow basically 24-7 access for an entire season, all right, with open arms. And you got Robert Sala and Patrick Mahomes, you know, crying about HBO being in their facility for a couple of weeks. Stop it already, would you? You know, why do you think these guys make the money they do? Because of the fans and TV. Without the fans, there is no TV. Okay? Without TVs, there's no money. You know, I, it's unbelievable to me. It really is. So uh, HBO on Hard Knocks featuring the New York Jets. And again, I'm getting a couple of messages coming in as I speak about my podcast today. Thank you very much. I thought it was much needed to address that. And I'm very happy that Will Kane uh, listened to the podcast and sent me a nice message. So you can check it out again on my website if you don't like that. All right, let's say hello to uh, some phone calls. And it is Jeff. Jeff, it's been a while. I hope you're doing well, my friend. I'm I'm doing fine, Grant. I'm sorry it's been a while. I've been real busy out here at the ranch and with the horses and the dogs and everything. But uh, try to get you now and again. I listened to your rant the other day and uh, under the, the stupid uniforms, the National League. Yeah, awful. So they, were, they, were, they were awful. You're spot on there. Anyway, as I was calling, what do you think about this running back situation in the NFL where you got Barkley wanting with $16 million for the Giants, and you want Jacobs doesn't want to go? No, he wants $22, no, he wants $22 million. The Giants' latest offer has been $19.5 million guaranteed. Uh, and he's, well, actually, the average would be where you're at. You're right. But the Giants offered guaranteed money of $19.5 million, and he turned it down. Oh, my God. It's just, it seems like the running back situation is just, you know, they're just going to, you know, use them for two to three years, rotate them out, get another guy in there, two to three years. And, you know, because of the quarterback quarterback money, paying all the money to the quarterback. So I, I, what do you think about that situation going to NFL? I first? think it's just the way it is. The running back position in the NFL has been devalued. It's why you see the Vikings release Dalvin Cook. It's why you see the Giants did a, a tag on Barkley, which – you know, again, would pay him, you know, quite a bit of money. Uh, I, 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 in the neighborhood of $22 million, you know, I don't know about you, but I think that's a pretty damn good living if you can make $22 million. So is, I don't really, I, I don't really side on the, on the players here. You know, the reality is they agreed in collective bargaining to this system. So if you don't like this system, then don't agree to it in collective bargaining. Right, right. Okay, Grant, I just want to get your thought on that. You take it easy. Thank you. Right. Yeah, but the, the contract that Barkley has been offered has – actually, it's more than it's more than 
what I said. Uh, the, the Giants with the tag will give him, I think it's $22 million, and he wants a long-term deal. And I believe the Giants went up to 19 and a half. And apparently that's not good enough. Well, then don't play. You know, I'm a diehard New York Giants fan. You know, if 19 and a half million dollars is not good enough to play 17 games, then don't play. We'll go, we'll, go, we'll go get somebody else. That's my feeling on it. I mean, it really is. That's my feeling. I am a big believer in get what you can and get what you're worth. You're worth what someone's willing to pay you. You know, I criticize ESPN for paying Joe Buck and Troy Aikman a combined $35 million a season. But that's not their fault. Get what you can get. I'm okay with getting what you can get. You know, that's the market. of That's where we live in our country. Free market, right? Get what you're worth. Somebody is stupid enough to pay Joe Buck and Troy Aikman a million dollars a game. Let them be stupid. You're not stupid for taking it. I mean, Saquon Barkley doesn't want to play for $22 million this year. Good, don't play. You know, and again, I know that would hurt the Giants, but I'm okay with that. Don't play. Seriously. You, you, you're telling me that Saquon Barkley is going to give up $22 millions and hold out? Okay. That's one less year of your show life, which is dwindling fast as a running back in the National Football League. Oh, by the way, you've already missed most of a year and another year because of injuries. So I, I would never pay a running back that kind of money. I would never draft a running back high in the draft for those reasons. And again, I understand Saquon Barkley was a big part of the Giants' success last year. Okay, I acknowledge that. But business is business. And the Giants have a hard salary cap they have to manage. And they have other parts of their football team that they need to take care of and still need to take care of just the way it is. And again, if you don't like it, don't agree to it in collective bargaining. Let's get to Patrick right here on listen. I pay Patrick. Hey Grant. Um, different position, but um, I just, you know, when I think of the Barkley situation, I think of, um, when the uh, Giants had uh, had to play hardball with uh, Victor Cruz, and then they they sort of overpaid him for like three years, and then they got burned. You yep, know, just that's a, right. just, a, just a single injury, and and that's it. And I mean, not that nothing against Victor, because you know, obviously, you know, you'll always be a great Giant, but yes, it's just a lot to invest in more in the year for Barkley, especially after he came off of that that rough going uh, earlier in his career. You know, like yeah, I mean, after his rookie yep. year. You know, yeah, I Victor mean, Cruz blew out his knee, his ruptured his patellar tendon, and was never the same receiver. And you're exactly right. Giants just give him a new deal, and they were stuck with it for those years. You're exactly right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, why, why, why don't Barkley take the twenty-two million or, or even the nineteen and a half, and 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 try to put it on on the field and see if he can earn the contract? I, I still think he should, he he has to earn the contract if he asks me. But you know, yeah, I mean, I thought he was great last year. He had a hell of a year. All right, but the that's not the way the NFL works. I mean, there's a hard cap, and you just can't pay everyone that wants to get paid. You just can't do it. It's not possible. You know, NFL teams have to make tough decisions uh, every single year 
and release players that are good or not offer players that maybe are, you know, maybe Saquon Barkley is deserving of more. Maybe he is based on the year he had, but a hard cap is a hard cap. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I even remember when uh, Jones signed his contract, he, he saw this coming, you know, he was just like, Oh no, well, yep. you know, Saquon, you know, he was sort of reluctant to talk about it, but he saw it coming, you know? So, uh, yep. Very true. All right. I'll have a good weekend, Grant. Thanks. Thank you, Patrick. You have a good weekend too. Thank you. Again, it's the life of the National Football League. You just, it is what it is, right? I mean, if you don't like it, don't agree to it in collective bargaining. It's just the way it is. The way it is. So we'll see what happens. They have until, I guess, Monday afternoon to get this done. Do, as a Giants fan, do I hope they get it done? Yeah, I do. I, I, I want to see Saquon on the field. Gives them the best chance to win. So I am rooting for it to get done. Don't get me wrong. And by the way, to me, it doesn't matter how much the Giants pay Saquon Barkley from my per- perspective. I don't care how much they pay him. It doesn't affect me at all. What I'm saying is I'm not going to feel sorry for Saquon Barkley if he doesn't come to an agreement. I'm just not. I'm not going to feel sorry for a guy that would pay $22 million. You know? No. But yeah, as a fan, am I hoping that they get it done and it reports to camp? Yeah, because it gives the Giants a better chance to win. And again, I don't care what they pay him. It doesn't matter to me. But I don't feel sorry for players that hold out. I really don't. And if they feel that holding out is going to get them what they want, that's fine. But, you know, if we get to week one and Saquon Barkley is not on the field, I'm not going to feel sorry for him. And I'm not going to rip the Giants either. I think they've offered him a fair deal based on his position, based on his injury history, and that's the way it is. You know, that's the way it is. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program, you can uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Summer League wrapping up for uh, Sacramento tomorrow against the Bucks, and then uh, next up is training camp at the end of September and into October. Really looking forward to uh, doing a lot of programming around the Kings this year on my audio platforms and particularly YouTube. If you don't like that, we'll be doing many, many shows. So uh, really looking forward to that. That is coming up this fall on my various platforms. Could be a really good year. You know, obviously health is going to have a lot to do with it. You look at how health affected teams in the NBA a year ago, and it had a profound impact on the standings in the Western Conference. Big-time impact. So we'll see if the Kings, who were unbelievably fortunate with lack of injuries last year, uh, can duplicate the same thing this year. Odds are that they won't. And, but as long as you keep De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis on the floor, you know you can withstand pretty much everything else, I would think. You know I'm expecting Keegan Murray to have a better second year than his first year, and his first year was very good. You know, we'll, we'll see how good Sasha looks. That just remains to be seen. I mean, Vizankov never played in the NBA. So, yeah, you can say he looked really good in Europe. I think people are very misled when he wins the MVP of the European League the way Luka Doncic did. He's not Luka Doncic, okay? All right? He's not Luka Doncic. Make sure you understand that.
All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls right here on this Friday with Ron. Ron, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Ron, are you I'm, there? Yeah, I'm Go doing ahead. well, Grant. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I think you need to get on uh, John a little bit, send him a DM, because when he calls it on Wednesday, um, you know, you're, uh, the amount of people that show up, probably about half. So I would, I would give him a call. He's almost like a uh, on-scene reporter. If he's not in front of his barbecue, he's on his bike or something. So <laughs> you're going to have to get on him. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he's, uh, he's going to get this message. Yeah, um, I've been watching all the summer league games. And, you know, like you said, I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing big. Um, but I am rooting for uh, the local kid, Jordan Ford. He's been doing really well. In fact, the announcers, Jamal Crawford, last night couldn't stop talking about him. So I, I, I hope he gets, uh, you know, maybe a two-way contract or maybe another team looks yeah. at him. I'm, I'm rooting for him, you know, as a local kid. But yeah. he's, he's been doing yeah, really from well. Yeah, out, out of Folsom High School, I'm rooting for him, too. I think it's a yeah. great story. And uh, we'll see what it is. John, by the way, is in Southern California. Uh, his son is playing in a band down there in Hollywood. So he went down there uh, yesterday and is still down there. Well, that's why I was getting on him. I mean, he told everybody that was yep. a Friday yesterday. And I think I know you, know, you let him know that hey, I know. You can't do that again, buddy. That's not going to well, happen. I know. But you, when you said you, when you said he was on his bike somewhere, that threw me off. So I got <laughs> you. I, we're on the same page. I'm with you. <laughs> no, he's usually, you know, on scene or something. So, <laughs> yes, he is. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, I was listening to, maybe it was yesterday. I, I listen to all, all your, some, sometimes a little bit later, I listen to everything on the uh, listen app, but, uh, the Megan Rapino thing, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, she just, um, you know, I know it's not open forum, but I think you were just talking about her. I'm with you. I, I have, no, you can talk about it. Go ahead. I, 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 I have little interest in, uh, in walk, watching just because I was reading something online where Navratilova was actually, you know, she's opposing, you know, biological men as you know as women playing in sports as she should yeah you know and she even Navratilovian said her 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 Navratilova's brother who wasn't like some professional person he said he could he was a good athlete and he could have beaten me in tennis and uh, she was talking about the Williams sisters you know the Williams sisters had said that yes they they would play anybody that was ranked you know over 200 in the men's and I, I forget the name of the guy that that beat them but the guy even said I had to take it easy on him because they, they couldn't hit my serve. So I would, you know, I'm, I, um, if there's some other, you know, way that they could work that out, you know, I'd be all for that. I'm not against, um, you know, trans, uh, people, you know, I'm, you know, they're, they're, they're people too, but I, I, I don't feel it's, it's fair that when you have biological males competing against the females. I, I don't understand how anyone with common sense can think that it's okay for a biological male to compete in women's sports. I, I really don't. I don't understand how anyone with common sense could come to any other conclusion than that is completely unfair. And I, I listen, you have one life, be happy. If you want to, you know, if you're born a male and you want to, you know, be transgender, if you want to uh, make the transition, go ahead. Vice versa. You want, you want to make the transition, go ahead. I think it's fine. Be happy. Again, life is short. It flies by. Do it, do what makes you happy. But I'm sorry, if you're born a male, you're not competing in women's sports ever, ever. Okay. So, you know, there, there, there may need to be with the growing, uh, uh, population, if I can use population, population is probably the wrong word with the growing number of trans people. I'll say it that way, as opposed to population with the growing number of trans, uh, people, 
Maybe there should be a trans category, men, women, trans. Maybe that's the best way to do it. I, I, I don't really know, but I do know this. You cannot have biological men competing in women's sports. And those that think it's okay, such as our president, which is disgraceful, and others, I mean, I think it's great when a Caitlyn Jenner comes out and rips to shreds the idea of biological men competing in women's sports. But Megan Rapino, who wouldn't stand for the national anthem, who's miswoke, who thinks that it's fine and dandy, um, you know, I'm tired of her act. I've been tired of her act for a long time. I think she's a disgrace. And I, I won't root for anything that she's involved with, period. I didn't, I didn't root for her when she played for the United States uh, women's national team, and I'm still not rooting for them. Uh, I think the United States soccer team on the women's side particularly has gone completely woke. Uh, it's turned me off. I don't want anything to do with them, period. I, I, won't, I won't watch one second of that team. I won't watch one second of them. Yeah, no, I agree. And then um, uh, the other thing, you were, I'm forgetting the guy's name or the SBs last night that he gave you. He, he contacted you or he listened Will, to Will Kane. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I've always, you know, I'm, I've called before. I'm athletic director and a teacher in high school. And I, I will get this yes. all the time by the, the, the newspaper, the school. It's like, hey, why, you know, why aren't females getting paid as much? And I, I, I said, it's not. It's really not like sports. It's, it's entertainment. There's a, de, there's a demand there for it. It's not that women are, you know, better than guys or guys are better than girls. It's just like there's more. There's a demand to watch it, and that's why they watch it. It's like the WNBA. I, I, you say it many times. You don't watch it. I, I, I don't either. I, I'll have some connections sometimes, like when the gal from Iowa was playing. I was interested in that, seeing her, because she was doing some things that I'd never seen before. I have a niece that played at a big-time high school in, in San Jose, Archbishop Mitty, where Aaron Gordon went, and she played in college. I would go to her games because I, I knew her, but I really I don't have a lot of interest in – in, 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 in women's sports, just seeing it. I like, I wouldn't pay to go to go to a WNBA game. I don't even know who the players are when they're in a commercial. I, I don't, I, I don't either. I would pay to go to a good women's college game. I actually do watch women's college basketball from time to time. And I enjoy it. And I think there are a lot of women's sports that are really compelling. I think women's gymnastics is phenomenal, but I'm not going to lie. I only watch it on Olympic years. I think women's track and field is phenomenal, but the only time I watch it is during the Olympics. Um, I think women's swimming is phenomenal, but the only time I watch it is during the Olympics. During non-Olympic years, I don't even know if it's on. I don't care. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is the way it is. Let me ask you a question, if you don't mind. You sure. are uh, obviously an athletic director, and this yes. may not come into play at your school. Yeah. But what would happen if there was a uh, biological male that made the transition that wanted to compete on the high school women's basketball team? What would happen? It's really carte blanche. According to our district, they could do it. There's not a problem at all. They're even putting uh, tampon machines in the boys' bathrooms now. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. So at your school, in your district, yes. if an individual is a biological male and has made the transition and now identifies as a female, they can compete in women's sports at your school? Yes. And they have to be, you know, they, they have to do it like their name. And usually they'll have their names changed. This is happening. We have a lot more girls and numbers are coming up and, you know, increasingly five years ago, I didn't see it in my classroom. There are a lot more girls now that are, that are doing this. So yes, but it wouldn't be, uh, if, if a guy wanted, if, if a guy wanted to play in girls sports, but they, they would have to basically, you know, change the name and have to, uh, basically say that they're a female, but then they could do it. Yeah. 
do you have any transgender athletes currently at your high school? Um, we, we've had, um, we've had girls that have tried to compete, um, with the boys and they're, 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 uh, they, they, they don't, they don't do well, but we've never had a guy, uh, or uh, a guy compete with the girls yet. That has not happened. Okay. Okay. But, but again, uh, under the statutes of your district or whatever you want to call it, rules, whatever they can, if they meet the criteria, name change, et cetera, they are allowed to compete. Okay. Very interesting. I, I did not yeah, know that. I, I know on, that because we, we, yeah. we have a uh, online grading system and it's like, you can look up all the students, everything. And so if I'm looking up a student and the student, um, and a lot of times what they're doing is, and I'm, it's, it's mostly girls now they're going to, you know, change the pronouns to he, him, and then, uh, they, them is what they're going to do. And so once they do that, then, then they're, then, then that's it. Then it, it's official. Yeah. I just don't understand how anyone, and I really mean this. I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand how anyone with common sense can think it is fair for a biological man to compete in women's sports. And yet there are so many people that are, you know, walking around or riding around on their white horse thinking that it's perfectly fine. And people like me that are opposed to it have a problem. I, I just don't understand that. I'm sorry. I'll never understand that. No. Nah, so what's going to happen is eventually somebody's going to intentionally do it just to show how dominant they are. And there'll be some big lawsuits, but in, in California, you know, we're on the cutting edge of doing, you know, whatever. So, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll work. I mean, I, you know, I've always wondered, and you know, to use an example, you know, I wonder what would happen if let's say, uh, I'm just going to pick out a name at random. Let's just say Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics wanted to transition to a woman. Okay. And then wanted to play in the WNBA. Can you imagine what the uproar would be? Seriously. Well, I, I think what would happen is, first of all, they would think he's kidding. Okay. And the, but, but then if he said, Hey, this is my lived experience. This is who I am. Um, I, it would be, it would be really tough because if they, if they, basically if the WNBA said that he couldn't do it, then that, then that would set a precedent from everywhere. Then you'd have people protesting all over the place. I mean, our yep. president would might have an issue with it. And so it'd, it'd be pushed probably for political reasons is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, just, you know, I, I keep on saying this cause I travel abroad a lot and I, I love to get different perspectives of different cultures and the way they perceive certain things. And, you know, our country is so overboard with this crap. It's, it's just hard for me to digest sometimes. I mean, it really is. You know, when I travel and I see different cultures and how they approach these type of things. And by the way, you know, there, there, we know there are some areas on the world where, you know, you, you might be executed or incarcerated, you know, for these types of transitions, et cetera, your sexuality. I mean, we talk about it all the time where we just had the World Cup in Qatar. We talk about it in Saudi Arabia, right? We talk about the, the controversy that is going on as it pertains to live golf, among other things. You know, uh, homosexuality is one of them. The United Arab Emirates, you know, we can go on and on. There are areas of the country where, you know, our way of life is not even acknowledged and vice versa. You know, you know, we, we have to accept that we're not all the same. And if you go to China, you know, I'm sorry, their, their democracy is totally different than ours. And, 
The way you grow up in China is different than the way you grew up in America and the way you grew up in Saudi Arabia or, you know, Qatar and what you are dealing with with laws is different than our law. You know, we talk about Brittany Griner and people over here, you know, appalled that she got sentenced to jail for, you know, smuggling narcotics through the border, albeit, you know, from a vape cartridge. Well, you know, yes, I understand it ended up being political and I get that. But the reality is there are a lot of countries in the world where if you take illegal narcotics across the border, you're going to be incarcerated. Okay, that's just the way it is. Um, You know, I go to Thailand a lot. You know, their transgender community is huge. They call them ladyboys in particular. No one gives a damn about it in Thailand. It's a non-issue. They are part of society. They're integrated at stores, you know, at spas, um, at, at, you know, on, on public transit everywhere. Uh, you know, I mean, I can go on and on doctor's offices, dentist offices. No one gives a damn. It's not even talked about. It's an absolute non-issue. It's almost like no big problem. They, 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 don't, they don't put anyone on a pedestal. They don't think that they have different rights. They don't try to be somebody other than they are. They don't think they have special privileges. You know, it's just very refreshing. But in America, everyone has an agenda. And it's always, look at me, 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 and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and it should be fine for me to do whatever I want. No, it's not fine to do whatever you want. If you're a biological male, you know, to me, common sense says you should not be competing against biological females. And there, there is proof, okay, that you have a distinct advantage. Well, since when did we compete in sports at the beginning of an event unfairly? I mean, the, the true essence of sport is competition. How can you have true competition if before the event even starts, the competition is unfair? How can you have a biological male compete in female sports and people actually think there's no problem with it, that it's fair? Well, it's not fair. And you know why it's not fair? Common sense tells me it's not fair. Yeah, um, Leah Thomas at Penn, um, oh. those, uh, the, the, the gals had spoken out, but they were always, you know, disguised in their voices, the, the other gals on the team, and they would not come out. But now that they've graduated, they're making their faces known. And yes. um, they're, yes. they're, they're basically saying, we were told that don't say anything. If you have a problem with it, you need to go see a counselor and your life may not go well yep. if, you, if you protest whatsoever against this. But they're coming out now. They're basically, you know, because they've graduated. Yeah, I know. I- I follow it. I'm very well aware of that. And um, it's just it's it's just uh, again, I'm okay with different viewpoints. And I've always tried to stress that we need to, you know, listen to other viewpoints and get educated. I reached out to a, you know, trans woman who has now, by the way, decided that was not for them. And they are back to their natural biological male state from an identity perspective. And that individual has appeared on Listen App, Alex. Uh, yeah, who was I, I, former, I, I've listened to all your And I remember, yeah. Well, you I know, so, you know, I mean, so what did I do? I reached out via direct message and I said, mm-hmm. hey, I would like to chat with you. I'd like to learn a little bit more about, you know, what it's like for you. And so I'm, I'm always trying to approach things with open arms. But there is a point where I'm just not going to agree because I have a conversation with somebody. I'm not going to accept. And again, the word is accept. I'm not accepting that biological males competing in women's sports is ever acceptable. It's not acceptable. Okay. And, and, and I don't have a problem saying this. I also believe that making the transition before you're 18 should be completely illegal and against the law. 
federal law. I think it should be a federal law that if you are not 18, you cannot transition. I'm sorry, I don't agree with that. And no, no amount of conversation with experts, doctors, people that have gone through it will change my mind. Now, I'm not gonna say that that point of view is wrong and my point of view is right. Okay, I will have an open discussion with that and I'll say, I'm sorry, I don't agree with you. I'm never gonna agree on that. That's just the way I feel. And I have talked to parents, okay, that had children who at age 14, and 15 wanted to make the transition. And I have one of my best friends who actually, okay, had a daughter that started making the transition at age 16, despite the wishes from the parents in terms of cutting the hair, wearing a tight ace bandage around their breast before they went to school, uh, hormone. It, well, Grant, uh, I, mean, a, I, I can go on and on. You yeah, know? There's, a, there's a law in California, Grant, that, um, kids will they can uh, by 13 years old if they want without the parents knowledge they can go for home hormone treatments and the parents don't need to they can literally leave school and that'll be okay to do it's that wrong. that's a it's long wrong. it's wrong well that's wrong and i, I know no one's ever going to change my mind on that that's just in my opinion appalling it's just appalling it really is it's well, it's yeah. appalling but you know i'm i'm in sports but I, i'm entitled to my opinions just like anyone else and i find that to be appalling but what really is egregious are the people that get on their high horse, like, you know, uh, Megan Rapino. I wonder what she would have said if she had lost her spot on the U.S. women's national team because of biological men that wanted to compete in soccer. And because of that, she and many of her teammates weren't good enough to make the team. I wonder what her viewpoint would have been then. Yeah, no, she would, you know, probably change the viewpoint is what I'm guessing. But, you know, I, I'm not. You know, can't speak for her. Well, we wouldn't know who she was. She would have never made it. We would have never, she would never have the platform that she has today. She would have never been able to kneel for the national anthem. She would have never been able to talk about how oppressed the United States is. She would have never been able to do what she's doing. Okay. No one would have ever heard of her. So I got to, I got to have a feeling she would have had a problem with it. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe, especially with some, you know, financially too. You're right. She wouldn't have had. <clears throat> commercials, subway or whatever they were. Yeah. No one she would have been that. no one would have ever heard of her. So yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Good talk, Ron. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, sure. You too, Grant. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, again, these these are delicate topics, but, you know, I'm, I, I'm my own boss. I can say whatever I want. I always try to have an open form type of debate. That's how I feel. And as far as 
being 18 or not 18, I understand there is a difference of opinion in that. And I respect others' opinions. Okay, but I I'm just sorry. I'm not I'm not gonna change my mind on that. I'll listen to you and hear your viewpoints. But as far as biological men competing in women's sports, I'm sorry. I don't even think I want to have a conversation on that. That's not a conversation I really even want to have. Because to me, it falls into the category of common sense. Common sense. That's it. Common sense. It's a joke. It's an absolute disgrace. And I don't have a daughter. I have two sons. But I can guarantee you this. You know, if I had daughters who played sports and as they moved up through the ranks and got to competitions such as, you know, on the Penn swim team and a guy that was just on the men's swim team is now in the pool with my daughters winning every race, you better believe I'd have a problem with that. You're damn right I'd have a problem with that. And I don't understand how anyone wouldn't have a problem with that. It's a joke is what it is. It's a disgrace. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls, and we get to Lefteris. Hello, Lefteris. How are you? Hi, Glenn. I thank you for taking my call. Um, I have thank you. two questions. Um, one, you mentioned about Thailand. That's not a big deal over there. So my question to you is, what they do over there about transgender sports? Do they allow people to from biological male to compete in female sports? I don't I don't believe they do, but I don't know that for sure. And I'll tell you what I will do. I'll find that out over the weekend. Uh, I'll call some friends there and ask them or I'll look it up on Google. I am not aware of that. I don't believe the answer to that question is a yes, but I don't know for sure. But I will find out. Yeah, it's good to know what other kinds of students about this issue. Anyway, um, second is not a question, but it's a comment. I have some friends that they have, you know, their kids, uh, they're about no, 16 teenagers, and they decide to change uh, uh, sex uh, orientation, you know, become from female to male. Um, yep. You saying that it should be a federal law, but, you know, as a parent, I sympathize with their parents. In their difficult situation, they don't want to lose their kids and they support their kids, whatever decision. They're trying to talk them out of it. They don't really want the kids to change their sex, but there's nothing much they can do. I mean, what are you going to do? You're not going to lock your kids out of the house. Uh, you have to, if they, they want to go through this, you have to show, uh, you know, your emotional support. And I, 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 yeah. I can't stop. I, I can't, I, Kind of feel the, you know how the parents feel. Now you're talking about a federal law, and I'm thinking if you have a federal law, I'm afraid what's going to happen. What's happening now in the um, other states that they don't support abortion, that they, they live in the state to go have the abortion in another state. Now they're going to make with a federal law. What's going to happen? They're going to have those kids going to go travel to another country. To have those or whatever to change. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how a fifteen-year-old or a sixteen-year-old is going to travel to another country. Um, how are well, they going to have the money? It, it, I don't understand how that would happen. And I would just I, say I, this: I, yeah. I do know that it, you should support your children emotionally as a parent. I mean, I, I, the, the the my best friend and his wife 
were unbelievably supportive of their daughter who transitioned to a son, went to counseling therapy sessions with them, wanted them to make sure that they were, you know, making the right decision. Unfortunately, as it's been proven, medical science, you know, the brain is not fully developed until you're about, you know, 22 or 23. So I'm not really sure that young people that are making these decisions are really qualified to make these decisions based on brain development. But I do think parents should be supportive. And again, my best friend and his wife were unbelievably supportive. They were not pleased that their son at that age, or excuse me, that their daughter at that age wanted to transition. And they understood that it came with a lot of ramifications and a lot of anguish and a lot of pain and a lot of peer pressure because there were also 40 to 50 other girls at the high school that she attended that also wanted to transition. So it wasn't like she was on an island. There were a, a, a rather significant group of people in her age group that wanted to do the same thing. My question is, at that age, based on what we know about the development of the brain, is a 15 or a 16-year-old mentally qualified, mentally capable to make a decision of that magnitude? Because as you and I both know, once you start the hormone therapy and things of that nature, you know, you can't change your mind in three or four years and say, oh, you know what? I want to remain a female and I want to have a family. It doesn't work like that. You know, th these are life altering decisions that are made at a young age. And I don't believe that's right. I don't believe you should be able to make a life altering decision at age 15. I'm sorry. I'm against that. Yeah, I understand. But, uh, you know, uh, also you answer your own question when you said how the, you don't understand how they're going to go to another country. Well, if the parents support them and they realize that the kids are miserable and they really want to do it, I'm sure our parents, they're going to help them to go to another country and do that. Uh, that's well, again, I think, I think you're talking about a, a very unusual circumstance. Uh, could, it, could it happen with some? Probably. But I think for the majority, it would not. But I, I understand the point that you're trying to make. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Well, another point that somebody can bring is if a male wants to become a, a female, then, but also they can go be, uh, at age 18 and become, you know, a soldier and be in the army and give their life for the country, but they can make the, uh, you know, an 18, well, you said 16, they cannot. What, what's your age limit, 18? To me, 18, absolutely. I think at age 18, um, I think you can't really go higher than that, even though the brain's not fully developed as they have proven until your early 20s. But I, I personally feel that uh, you, you need to be at least 18. That's correct. I, I think that should be mandatory. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Claire. Thank you. And a lot of people that I've talked to uh, that have experience with this, which I don't, do disagree with me. You know? And when I did talk to uh, Alex about the transition, and I asked, I go, at what point in your life did you sense that you were in the wrong body, so to speak? And the answer was, you know, as a child. So I understand that there are many transgenders that would answer that question the same way. But do we really want our teenager to make a life altering decision? Are they mentally capable? And that's really where we're at of making that decision at that age. Now, you may have the science, medical science and doctors 
convince me that they are, and that's fine. I'll listen to them and I respect what they have to say and their expertise. But I'm just saying me, Grant Napier, I think you should have to wait until you're 18. That's all I'm saying. You know, and again, I've, I've dealt with parents of trans kids. Again, one of my very best friends has experienced this with their daughter who changed names and everything, did not want to be called by her birth name at age 16, said, you need to address me now as this name, okay? A male name. All right, so it wasn't only cutting the hair, hormone treatment, tight bandages around the breast. It was name as well at 16. And when they called her by her birth name, she would go into a fit and go, that's not my name. Don't ever call me that again. That's not my name. Okay. That's 16. Okay. With all the other obstacles that teenagers face. Okay. And for those of us that are above that age, we were all there. So we get it. We deal with it. We know. I grew up in a different era, obviously. I didn't have cell phones. I didn't have the internet. You know, there, there was a lot different. Okay. Social media did not exist. I think social media is so influential to our young people in these decisions. I think it's just awful. But I also have to be a realist. Social media is not going anywhere. So, you know, again, I know this is a sports show and I like to try to keep it to sports. But I, I just think it's ridiculous what's going on in the country. And again, I don't care if you're man. I don't care. I don't care if you're male, female. I don't care if you're trans woman, trans man. I don't care. Be happy. Okay. But I do care if you're a trans woman and you think it's fine being a biological male to compete in women's sports. No, it's not fine. It's not. And I'm never going to say it is fine. And I'm never going to change my mind on that. I know there are certain things I could change my mind on. I might be able to change my mind on the age limit that I just expressed for going through a transition. I could see myself changing my mind there, but I'm never changing my mind on biological males competing in female sports. That's never happening. I'm never changing my mind on that because that deals with common sense. And those that think that it's fair, they're the ones that are you know, demented, not me, they are. Any rational human being that in their own mind, okay, can rationalize that a biological male competing in women's sports, okay, is fair to me is delusional, period. And I don't know how many examples we need with our sporting events to prove that. I mean, we, we dealt with it all the last year with Leah Thomas and the Penn swim team. What happened there was disgraceful, awful. And it's also awful that Leah Thomas, you know, is winning all of these races and smiling and acting what a great achievement it was. It wasn't a great achievement. It was fraud. That's what it was. It was fraudulent. It's disgraceful. And yet there were people that celebrate what Leah did. How can you celebrate that? It was fraud. You know, go talk to the parents of the other competitors 
on the women's swim team at Penn and ask them how they feel. Ask them if they think it was fair. Ask them if they were happy for Leah Thomas. Please, stop it, please. All right, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand, and we will be happy to take your phone calls. But we got, again, the Open Championship next week. Free agency, a couple of free agents still out there. NFL training camps open next week. Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for that. All right, let's get to Waggus. I haven't talked to him in a while. Waggus, great to have you on the program. How are you today? Hey, Grant. Great to be here. Sorry, you know, off-season, right? <laughs> so, yep, off-season is right, my friend. Yeah, and you were, you know, no, it's still keep up with the shows, but, you know, I, I haven't been listening lately, been busy, but I wanted to ask you about the in-season tournament. And, you know, will that excite a fan base like Sacramento? Because we really haven't won anything. Is that something that, you know, you can see people getting up? For only, if, only if they make it to Vegas and the Final Four teams. That's the only way I think it would excite Kings fans. And I think it would be really sad um, if the team goes overboard the way the Kings have gone overboard when they've won the Summer League in the past. Who the hell cares if you win the Summer League? You know, and they've made such a big deal out of it. You know, it becomes embarrassing after a while. I mean, you're playing an NBA season to make the playoffs and win a championship, right? Your goal at the start of the NBA season now should not be to win the uh, midseason tournament. So this is more than nothing but a money grab then? I think so. It's trying to compete with the National Football League. That's exactly what it is. Oh, they're not. Grant, you know they're not going to compete with that. Well, okay, then why, why are they having it in November and December? They're yeah. trying to take some of the pie out of the National Football League and put it on their shoulders. That's exactly what they're doing. It's 100%, okay, 100%, the midseason tournament. That is that is one of the main reasons of having it. They, you know what I know, Waggus. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, NBA gets destroyed by the National Football League, destroyed. As, as much as you know, I'm a big Kings fan and an NBA fan. I think we can yes. all agree the NFL – I, I, if you had to give me a choice, I would definitely pick the NFL. Um, sure. Any day. So, yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I don't think it's going to work. It may give a little excitement, you know. But I'm just saying, Grant, if Fox gets hurt. It's only going to, Waggus, it's only going to give excitement if you make it to the Final Four in Vegas. If you don't make it there, no one's going to give a damn. Okay, so let's just say the Kings are doing really well and they're playing great, right? And they make it to the final and, and the team is like in second place and Fox gets hurt down in Vegas. For a game that's not going to count, by the way, um, yep. even towards the regular season, uh, yeah, that's going to be demoralizing because you man, well, you know, that. you 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 know what the narrative would be in Sacramento, you you know, and the NBA, you know exactly what would happen. I mean, yeah. under that scenario, and don't don't even pick Sacramento, pick any of the two teams playing in the final, okay? Yeah. And under that scenario, if they lose a the star player, can you imagine? Can you imagine what the talk would be? Okay, so, so so it brings me to my next question. Is I know Commissioner Silver said the money is significant, but I don't think it's really significant to the top-tier level players. In it's, the not. Teams. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's 500K right, no. or something. Um, it would be significant to the, like, 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th men on the team. Exactly. You know, if you win, you get $500,000. That would be significant to them. To the rest of the players, it really wouldn't make a difference to them. So how much load management do you think you're going to see now because of this? Are you going to see an increase in load management? I don't think so. I don't think it will change. I don't because okay. you're only playing an extra, what, 
two games. Uh, oh, that's right. You are. Yeah, but okay, Grant. Maybe, maybe I, I, you know, and you've been in NBA locker rooms a little bit different. Do you think guys will try harder? I hate to use that word no. because it's okay. All right, all right. I stupid question, but I wanted to put it out there. You know, so all right. And um, yeah. uh, speaking of the NFL, which is more important. Uh, are are we gonna do the fantasy shows again, or starting? Uh, I don't know. I gotta I gotta look into that. I'm not really sure. I gotta. I probably will actually. I'll probably on Wednesday do a fantasy football segment because it seemed that you and others had fun with it. So I'll ask you. Would you like me to do it? I mean, it's up to you. It's fun. Fantasy football is fun. I I really wish you were into it, but you're not. But it's really is fun. So. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if you do it, great. If not, great. But obviously, I, I'll I really do it. Look, uh, yeah, I, I really look. Yeah, you know what? I, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of people enjoy that. So I'll do it on the open forum Wednesday show for sure. And and you can even do it on YouTube where you get more traffic anyway. So yeah, well, I'll do it on YouTube as well too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So no, uh, no. I just want to check in. I'm looking forward to the football season, and then of course, you know, the King season. I'm excited for the first time in years. I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah. Good hearing from you. You have a good weekend, okay? Bye. Take care. All right, good stuff from Waggus. Let's move along and get to uh, Zach right here on this Friday. Hey, Zach, how are you? Hey, not too bad. Uh, I wanted to get my thoughts on the whole in-season tourney. Yeah. i give you two perspectives. If you're like a title contender team, you know, in either conference, I think you're going to be like, this is ridiculous. But if you're like a non-playoff team or maybe from a, more of like a fans perspective i think like if you're a fan of a bad team you're thinking like oh yay we can finally like win a championship you know but i mean as a sacramento kings fan who's you know now they're a good team i look at this whole end season tournament just a bunch of bogus but i mean overall i think the whole thing is stupid i really don't like this whole change in this addition of the tournament um i just think it's kind of ridiculous and then is this permanent? Is this set in stone to continue season after season, or is this just a trial? No, it's going to be every season. So, so there's no way. So, like, if what if it gets like bad ratings? Do you think the commissioner would? Uh, I think it will get bad ratings. I I, I don't think uh, if your team, I don't I don't think that the general public is going to give a damn about a midseason tournament that's played in Vegas. I really don't. I don't. You know, listen, if you're a Kings fan and let's just say, you know, Boston is playing Denver or, you know, I'm using that as an example. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, so in this whole tournament, there's what, two extra games that get played? Yes. If you make it to the tournament in Vegas, yes. Like, OK, I'm just telling you, like, as a Kings fan, if the Kings, for whatever reason, make it to that extra game or two, I don't want the entire starting five playing. I really don't. Well, they will. They will. They will. They'll, they would. So, I mean, Grant, because you've talked to, you know, you know a lot of people around the league. Do you know how any of the coaches, officials feel about this whole thing? Well, officials don't care. But as far as uh, players, uh, I have talked to a couple, and they're lukewarm on it, to be honest with you. They're lukewarm on it. I mean, it's not going to affect anything until you get to Vegas because the other games are basically regular season games. So it's from a player's perspective, it's not going to have any bearing. They're going to go out and play in the regular season games and they're going to try to win them just like they would in the regular season. 
So, you know, the other aspect of this, let's say you are a East Coast team like New York, Boston, or Miami, and you got to make an extra trip now and you got to get on the airplane and fly five hours in the middle of winter from Boston to Las Vegas. Okay. And then, you know, at the end of that, you got to turn around and play a home game two nights later. You know, it's a lot of extra wear and tear. And I just, I don't, I don't, I just don't see it being, I just don't really see it working. You know, maybe I'll have a different opinion in five years from now, but right now I just don't see it working. Great. So it's like, say that for whatever reason, it's Denver and Boston in the uh, tourney championship game. Would you expect to see Murray, Jokic, Brown, Tatum, Porzingis all play, or would they sit out, you think? I would, because I think that the pressure from the league would be immense. And I think that the, 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 the talks behind the scenes from Adam Silver to the respective general managers and coaches would be, you need to approach this as, you know, big-time games. It's because the NBA is putting a lot of money into this. They need it to work. It's not going to work if the coaches decide to rest their players. So, so what you're saying is like it's almost like oh, in this tournament they're going to care. They want their players to play, but then regular season. You know, first of all, can can I interrupt you for a minute? You're asking me questions that there's no way I could possibly answer, nor could you answer them. I'm speaking, you know, basically on what I think is going to happen. Why don't we just wait until we see instead of trying to guess what's going to happen? I don't. There's no one right now that can answer the questions that you're asking. You're asking hypothetical questions that no one can answer. I don't know if Steve Kerr and the Warriors, who has no problem resting his players, you know, all the time, you know, in a meaningless game, which really would it be for the Warriors who have won four championships, is he going to play Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, you know, in a, in a game that doesn't count towards their ultimate goal of winning a championship? I can't answer that. No one can answer that. Yeah, I make, that makes sense a lot. I just wanted to see what your thoughts were. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Good hearing from me, and I hope you have a good weekend. Hey, Sam, do you? All right, take care now. Bye-bye. You know, again, I, I don't think anyone can really answer that question. I just don't, you know? All right. Really good show today, considering there's really not much going on. And I uh, appreciate that. Thank you very much. Hope you all have a, a great weekend. And Lefteris, I'm going to try to do uh, some research and uh, find that. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at a headline right now. Now, this is from 2020. All right. Uh, let's see. Well, this is different. A transgender weightlifter who wore makeup, earrings, and a bra, was a beaming winner of a men's title in Thailand, where live competition proved a huge success despite restrictions from the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, that was in 2020, you know? Interesting. Um, I'll do some more research on it. It's a very interesting question, though. All right? I'll try to do some research on it. Very interesting question, though. All right. Again, I hope you have a fabulous weekend. And thank you so much for listening right here on Listen Up. So long, everybody.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.